This, 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 this. this is Sideline Buzz with your hosts Kyle Keplin and Aubrey Smith, bringing you weekly fantasy advice and top sports news. Let's get it. Hello, hello. welcome back. Week welcome back, five. Yeah, week two. five. Yeah. Um, just start off again. Top news and recap. Tua has concussion. I mean. <laughs> that was a fucked up hit to watch, man. Uh, Watching those replays. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's. I mean, obviously, it's been talked about a lot this week. Um, <clears throat> he sustained what appeared to be a concussion last Sunday versus the Bills, right? Got cleared He's, to come back and play, right? <clears throat> in the same game, right? And uh, you know, and he was wobbly. He was off balance. He's shaking his head when he when he got up off of that hit against the Bills. Um, so I went and watched a video of a, a concussion specialist doctor. You know, like a neurologist, yeah. pretty much. Yeah. Um, what he's saying is that there's there's such a thing as, as spinal cord concussion too. So even if it's they say in back injury, right? Yeah. You can have a spinal cord concussion. And I suppose that must affect mobility. I'm, I'm assuming, right, right. Exactly. Exactly. So how the brain is is set up, right? There's there's two different types of matter in the brain. There's white matter, and then that's the inner. Mm. And then there's gray matter, and that's the outer part of the brain. Okay. So when you have impact, the brain accelerates and decelerates. So imagine a bowl of jello, right? And you you're you're accelerating the bowl and then you hit an object, that jello is gonna wave, right? I mean it's gonna slam against the bowl. Sure. It's gonna come back. It's just like your brain. Um so when your brain accelerates and decelerates like that, that's what a concussion is. That matter, that white and gray matter, is accelerating and decelerating against itself, so that causes a concussion. Now, when this happens, you get an electrical storm inside your brain. Uh, this happens because you do not have control. When this happens, you do not have control over what your brain is trying to do. You know, all those, all those neurons and all that shit inside your brain just firing all at the same time, Holy trying to gain hold control, on, hold regain on. control. I got to get some listening juice going here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so it's not really, to me, it's not really a concussion problem, right? It's a concussion recovery problem that we're having in the NFL. Is it really, do you ever really fully recover from a concussion though? Which we, yes, we you don't, can. you can't, you can, you can be, you can come back to full health. So they've done animal uh, studies in animals, right? For, for brain concussions and stuff like that um but so it's a concussion it's an it's a concussion problem and i'll get to that at the end of this it's a concussion problem in the way that the concussions recoveries are being handled like time and rest time in between concussions um with that electrical storm you get after the impact it starts to burn energy in in your body like it burns energy um like crazy and you can get concussed easier when your inner energy levels are down and that's a shit that happened the very next day, right? right? Or the very next exactly game. four days later, you know. Playing against Bengals. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, uh, with sufficient time to recover that energy, your brain can be just as healthy as before the concussion. But you have to have time to recover. Uh, if you if you start to get cases like Tua, where he has two concussions before a full recovery, uh, it goes from a mild brain trauma to a severe brain trauma, which can very much so be life threatening. And, it, and it could be, it can cause severe brain damage. So it's funny you say that uh, a few years ago, do you remember that movie that came out with the concussion? Yeah. About, you know, that doctor that discovered CTE that 
uh, chronic cephalopathy or whatever it's yeah. called. Yep. He's talking about Tua directly, and he said that Tua should never take a hit from the NFL again and retire immediately. Right. He, his direct quote from him today, if you love your life, if you love your family, you love your kids, if you have kids, it's time to gallantly walk away. Go find something else to do. Yeah, dude. I, I would have to agree with this, honestly, because listen to this. Listen to the study on animals that they did. Um, they found that it takes up to 30 days for a full recovery. That's your energy level recovery. That's all. To get back to where you were before the That's concussion. taking like absolutely zero hits, like just That's fully zero resting. hits. That's completely relaxing, no more hits, stuff like that. Um, these guys are back in a week, sometimes shorter. In Tua's case, four days, right? Uh, their energy is still way too low and it increases their chances for a brain injury. Uh, studies have also shown that if there's multiple concussions within 10 days, it can take up to 90 days to recover fully. Well, yeah, and as you're saying that too, that, that same doctor I was just mentioning, he said that by him looking at those hits, mm-hmm. he can tell that Tua suffered severe long-term permanent brain right, damage. exactly. Just by looking at those two hits, he can tell that already. Yeah, and then you get to Thursday night's game, and, and he goes into a fencing or posturing position with his fingers and hands locked the way yeah. they were, right? God, I mean, that was terrible. That was, I couldn't watch. I saw it the one time. That, that's something I never want to see again. If you've... If you've never seen somebody have a reaction to a concussion, watch that. But it, Oof. it'll it make your stomach turn. Yeah, it will. It was really crazy. Um, So that means when when he goes into that position, that posturing, that fencing position, it means that he was unconscious and his there was some type of brain stem involvement with that hit. I just, it's just scary. To all some degree. There was some type of brain stem involvement. And that electrical storm that we talked about earlier... It's now locked his compl- his entire body up. It's locked it's it down. shutting down. Because it doesn't know what to do. So he gets taken off in a stretcher. Uh, it very likely has swelling of the brain. This could have been really, 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 really bad. Like, it really could have been really bad. I, I think it's already bad. Uh, the ind- Each team has to employ an independent neurologist for, like, mm-hmm. concussions on, like, on the sidelines during every single game. Yeah. And they're completely away from the team, like, have no, have no affiliation with the team. The guy who cleared Tua on the very first concussion, uh-huh. they found that he uh, didn't do it the correct way or there's something that he did wrong. He ended up getting fired. Dude. And he's now under he's under investigation from the NFL and the NFL Players Association. Right. And the NFL said, we will release everything on this to the public. Yeah, it's not going to be good, I don't think. Um, I could see more, more heads rolling from this, too. Um Man, it's just such a... I mean, it, it can't happen in this level of sports. It can't. There's too much knowledge that we have about brain injuries now and concussions. Well... It's ridiculous. There's another thing I was reading, too, whenever I was reading about concussions, that doctors now say that they understand the brain about as much as they did about the heart in the 1960s. That's at the same rate they're at right now. They know about as much about the brain as we did about the heart in 1960. Right. So, you know, we got some catching up to do or that, you know, they, oh, big they're just time. scratching the surface, you know, like big time. But I mean, you know, and the NFL brings out these guardian caps, right. That they wear during practices. The and big shit halos like that. Thing? They're the big halos. Yep. They have the big pads on their helmets, right? It's not going to stop concussions. It's, it's not going to. Well, I mean, athletes today are getting so big and so strong. Like you're never going to get concussions out of the game. Right. So I think at this point, it's almost, it's a hazard of the trade. 
I mean, it sounds very shitty to say that, but you have to almost assume like you're going to get a concussion at some point or con- a few of them. Right. But it's not player. to for me, it's not the amount of concussions that they're getting. It's the recovery time and the recovery process. It has to be changed. Well, I mean, if we're being real about it, they're just a commodity. They're a number out right. in that field that they need to bring spectators in. And money in. Yep. And so the sooner I can get your ass back out there, the sooner it's better for me. Exactly. And it, it, that goes and back I mean, to it's green. not the right way, but it is the way, you know, the way of the NFL. 100%. 100%. 100%. You see it all the time. You see it with, if it's, if it's we're talking uh, Deshaun Watson coming back to play against the fucking Texans. Give me a break. Uh, you know, or we see these these players being being put out on the field way too fucking early when they're being injured. It's greed, man. These these oh, teams don't give a shit about these players. The owners don't give a shit. The front office doesn't care. All they care about is what's going into their pocketbooks. That's it. Once that commodity is no good for them, yep. or no good to them anymore. Trade see you later. Trade them. Trade them. Get them out. Them. Yep. On to the next one. It's bullshit. These, I mean, they're human beings. It's fucked up. So. After all this is said and done, what do you think happens with Tua? Like, what do you think his career is? I think he's out. I think, honestly, he might be out for the whole year here. I think that's minimum. I think he's out for the year. I think he has to go at least, I'd say minimum three months. Minimum. If I'm Tua's dad, I'm in his ear. Like, dude, we got to be done. Right. He's got to. We have to be. He's got to look at the longevity of this. He's what, in his third year? Yeah, I think third year, yeah. Jesus Christ. He, He could very well be done. Forever now. I mean, it's it's a really sad. Thing and even to see. if he was, would would you blame the guy? You know no, what I mean? Not at all. Not at all. He's being he's being touted. You know, what I mean, he's being put out there. It's uh, yeah. I, you hate to see it. It's sad. All right, let's move on. Let's yep. move on. Uh, Eagles. What do you think about them? Four and only undefeated team in the NFL this right now. Right? They they beat the Jags twenty nine to twenty one last week. Started out fourteen zero early though. Jags up. It did. Yep. They looked yeah. a little flat coming out. Uh, I wanted to hate on the Eagles so bad this year. I thought, you know, they were overrated. You know, they weren't going to do shit. Jalen Hurts wasn't shit. You know, A.J. Brown wasn't shit with Tennessee. Now he's with them. Yeah. You know, boy, was I wrong. Yeah, they look good. They've racked up 400 yards in every single game, at least 400 yards. Number right. two offense in the league. I think they're averaging like 435 yards. Damn. I didn't realize that, actually. Uh, they have not trailed in the second half this year. Yeah, I, I that's saw that pretty too. crazy too. Um, but yeah, the Eagles look great this year. Like I said before, I think they have a chance to go undefeated this year. I really do. It's the NFL, dude. Anybody can be. I'll never say True. an undefeated team. True. But looking at their schedule, it looks very doable. It does. They have. I mean, other than the Cowboys, they have might have one of the easiest schedules in the in the NFL. I think. So I mean. Not only is Jalen Hurts looking good, like Jalen Hurts is having an MVP type season. The numbers don't really mm. show it, but he he's having an M, he's playing like an MVP. he is playing like one. Yeah, Miles Sanders. I hated on Miles Sanders to, uh, during the draft, even weeks one and two. I hated on Miles Sanders. Mm-hmm. He's having a career year, averaging eighty nine yards a game, scoring at least one touchdown a game usually on the average. Yeah, AJ Brown. That trade worked out. I mean. He's caught 25 passes, 404 yards. And not only is the offense good, that defense is fucking stout. Yeah. Yeah, that defense is Defense, like, is number three in the NFL. Like, right. They're good all the way around. You're not going to beat them on offense. Their defense is going to stop you. 
Yeah, and that's what it takes, you know, for a Super Bowl team. So it'll be interesting to so, see how they do this I year. Think, I think Philadelphia is definitely the heads and tails top team in the NFC. Just all around? Yep. Okay. I see them coming out of the that. NFC now. I agree with that. How about Javante Williams for the for Denver? Uh, Talent tearing his ACL and LCL. So he's out for the season. Um, so does Melvin Gordon get the go-ahead here with his, you know, he's got fumbling problems. Um uh, 37 carries for 131, 39 yards and only one touchdown. I think they're going to give him a try. I think he just got a slap on the wrist last week when he lost that fumble and he only had two carries in the second half. Fuck, he's only got four. He's got four fumbles and two lost fumbles. He does. He does. For, for four games. I think now it's like, dude, get your fucking shit together. We need you now. Stop fucking around. Okay, do they go with the third third option like uh, Mike Boone? or I think Boone's going to get in there and they're going to kind of test the waters a little bit, but I think Melvin Gordon's going to be the workhorse more than likely. Okay. And who did you say they picked up? Here? Uh, Latavius Murray. Latavius picked Murray. Up. He played for the Saints last week yeah. against the Vikings in London. And he did really well. He did really well. Yeah, he, I think he, he actually played way maybe? better than, than uh, Ingram, I thought. Yeah. So, yeah, that's interesting. That's a very good pickup for them, so, actually. I think they put him on the practice squad and then the fucking uh, Broncos, Broncos scooped him up. Yeah, that's a really good pickup by them. Good for them. Good for them. They're going to need it. Kenny Pickett. Uh, he's going to start this week for Pittsburgh against Buffalo. They're going to throw him out there in the first, his first true start against probably one of the best defenses in the league. Well, their secondary is still kind of banged up a little bit, though. So Still, I mean, Jesus Christ. So he was 10 for 13 last week, 120 yards, zero touchdowns, three interceptions. His first NFL throw was a fucking pick. Hey, that sucks, listen, though. If you look at it this way, though, he, he he was 10 for 13 with three picks, so he was 13 for 13. He was 100%, <laughs> baby. He was either completing or he, he was completing his team or the other team. Everything's catchable. <laughs> Everything's catchable. Uh, I watched some highlights of him. He looked really good, though. I think he looked he, – see, what what I think they want – because they do have talented receivers on that team. Yeah. Um, They want someone that can just throw the ball up to them. They want to see if their receivers can get the 50-50 balls, right? And I think he can do that for him. I, you know, I don't know why the fuck they put Trubisky as a captain this year. <laughs> like, is this the first captain to ever be sat, benched, uh, this early in the season? <laughs> I think they wanted Trubisky to to be something. Maybe they kind of like pushed everybody. Like, hey, you should probably vote this guy captain. Give him some fucking confidence. Right. Maybe he'll do something. Well, I mean, Trubisky just isn't good. Yeah. When he got drafted by the Bears, I keep thinking he only had five games started for North Carolina. Yeah, uh, it wasn't UNC a lot. in college. Like the sample size just wasn't big enough, and right, he's just proven he's not an NFL quarterback. And Pickett, yeah. I mean, the sample that we have from him, it's his first game. I'm not gonna hold three picks against right. him. Your no, first no, 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 not when you come in, not when you come in, you know, for a guy that's doing terrible, you'd have no offensive scheme built around for you. You're you don't you don't have anything, anything planned for your style of play, you're just in the game to manage, right. He actually did have uh, – he ran six times for 15 yards and two scores, though, too. So that's that's good news, but it take that bad news for Najee Harris owners because he's going to take away some red zone targets, it looks like. Well, with those runs, I'm assuming he was in trouble with the play calling, I'm assuming. So he had to, you know, run. So I think Pittsburgh, like Mike Tomlin's a good enough coach where they're going to they're gonna adjust. Yeah. And I think they'll, you know, tailor the offense more to his scheme. I don't think you'll see him running as much. Right. So I don't think Najee's really going to see a difference in volume. I think he was just running more out of necessity than planned. Could be. Could be. Yeah. Uh, you know, speaking of Najee Harris and running backs around the league, 
with how we drafted, you know, how we've been drafting how in fantasy drafts. football, right? In in the last what three years, probably? I'd say the last ten Four, years. Yeah, everybody, it's it, it's just the way it's always been. When when everybody drafts, usually running backs are the first to fly off the off the draft board. Right. And you heard me say it before earlier this year, you know, on one of our first shows. It's a it's a shallow pool for running backs, you know. It is. It's either running back by committee for most teams nowadays, and you don't have a lot of three down workhorse running backs. But man, we're getting a lot of injuries this year. We're getting it's just we're getting a lot more running back by committee than I thought we were gonna get. Um it's not looking good as far as is that the way to keep drafting? I, I and I don't know if it is. Well, I found a article that was talking about this exact thing and it told you like if you drafted a certain player compared to a baseline player of the same position right in the top 20 of the league there's only two running backs in the top 20 that changed any wins to losses right. or wins and losses so like to give an example let's say what's your top one there? uh top one is lamar jackson lamar jackson so if you would have drafted lamar jackson instead of waiting like i did Still. and i picked up Kirk Cousins. Yep. Okay. Let's later in like seventh, eighth, ninth round. Yep. Right. How many more games would I have won if I would have uh, picked according, up? According to these stats, if you'd have drafted Lamar Jackson instead of a baseline quarterback like Kirk Cousins, you'd have upwards of five more wins just based on that pick alone. Wow. The number two wide receiver, Stefan Stefan Diggs. Stefan Diggs. He drafted him instead of a baseline. You know, just whoever. Yeah. Right. You're you're, you're getting four more wins. So down, let's just go through the top 10. Quarterback, wide receiver, wide receiver, quarterback, tight end, which is Mark, Mike Andrews. Mm-hmm. Quarterback, wide receiver, wide receiver, tight end, and then finally a running back at number 10. Right. So you don't get a running back until the 10th one. So I think from from now for a while, any draft I'm in, running backs are just going to be kind of like an afterthought, maybe third rounder, fourth rounder. It is, doesn't really matter. There's no really running backs that are standing out this year other than, what, Saquon? That's like really making him a yeah, start every Saquon week. Saquon is, is the number one back, I think. But and Like McCaffrey sucking it up. Jonathan Taylor Jonathan fucking Taylor sucks. Jonathan Taylor really fucking, you know, All these top yeah. guys, you can't rely on them for consistent points like you used to. Everybody's going to these pass-heavy offenses. Mm-hmm. Well, going, in, going to uh, biggest surprise and bust then this year. Well, my surprise of the year is from the Detroit Lions. Mm-hmm. That offense is just fucking ridiculous. <laughs> it really is. It's crazy. It's then, crazy to watch. Them. But then their fucking defense is atrocious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're terrible. So they're, my my breakout player of the year is Amon Saint Brown. Amon Ross Saint Brown, the receiver. Right. Twenty three receptions, two hundred fifty three yards, three touchdowns. Yeah. He's. I mean. He's good. He, he's drafted like uh, I think. On the average, like number fifty nine in all these leagues. Yeah, I can see that. I drafted him pretty later, later on. Yeah, like on. I think you drafted him fifty eight in our yeah. league. But that's the average draft position for him in most leagues was fifty nine. So right. if you picked him up, I mean, you got a fucking steal. Mm-hmm. Who do you got? Uh, I, so I, I, Lions still. You know, I, I stuck with him. My biggest surprise this year is Jared Goff. Oh, he's fuck the yeah. number five ranked quarterback. Right, ninety two for one hundred and fifty one with eleven hundred and twenty six yards. That ranks third. Uh, he's got eleven touchdowns. That's first. He's tied first, and uh, with and that's with Lamar. He's tied for touchdowns. I actually picked up Jared Goff in one of my leagues. Yeah, yeah, and that's the thing. He's still sitting on a fucking waiver in some of these. I think leagues. everybody like the name value. I think everybody's like, ah, oh, fuck right. Jared Goff. Like nobody like really pays attention to the numbers. 
And he's only thrown three interceptions compared to 11 touchdowns. Uh, unfortunately, the Lions are one and three. They lost by three to the Eagles, lost by four to the Vikings, and lost by three to the Seahawks. So these guys are not They're in slouches. every game. Yeah. They're losing just barely. If they can figure out how to fucking get just one Ooh. less score, like just yep. one more stop, like yep. their fucking season, they very well may, may be four and oh. I see the Lions ending this season 11 and six in the, in the wild card. Bit. You think they're going to figure it out? Yeah. Looking at their schedule, I think they sweep the Packers. You know, that's another bullshit thing, too. The Packers are ranked still, like, in those power rankings. Fuck those power rankings. They're still, like, top five. Get yeah, the, fuck the Packers are kind of like the Broncos. They just kind of que- keep squeaking by. Yeah. Broncos got beat, though, didn't they, by uh, Las Vegas this week? Mm, yep. Yeah, good. Good. So, who was your biggest bust this year so far, though? My biggest bust. He was drafted number one in most leagues. Mm-hmm. Jonathan fucking Taylor. Yeah, I'd have to say that is my biggest bust also. I mean, he has one touchdown. His first game, he had, what, 160 yards, which everybody was like, oh, fuck. It's going to be another one of those years for John Taylor. He's going to have a great year. He's just done shit since. He's got 328 yards total rushing, I mean, since then. Or, I mean, total for the year, 161 of those come in the first week. So half of them, right? I found a list that um, showed the running backs that have more points than him or are just better than him this year. Mm -hmm. He's behind Miles Sanders. Damien Pierce, Antonio Gibson, Kareem Hunt, Jesus Jamal Christ. Williams, who was a fucking backup. So in, was Kareem Hunt. Yeah. Saquon Barkley, obviously, and Clyde Edwards Hilaire. There was a couple more, but I didn't list them off because I'm getting tired of Right, yeah. Down. He's the number one he's the number twenty one ranked running back in fantasy right now. He's third in carries, he's sixth in yards, and he's twenty second in touchdowns. He's only got nine receptions for forty four yards. So, like I said, 161 of those 328 yards came in the first week against Houston. I wonder if he's just banged up from how much they used him last year. Like, is his body already just breaking down? Could be. I mean, he's injured, right? Now he's got a high yeah, ankle sprain. he's got sprain. a high ankle sprain. He's yeah. out for tomorrow night. So, yeah. So, I mean, there you go, right? We're already into this bullshit. There's your, there's your number one this year that, that fucked everyone. Last year it was McCaffrey. This year it's Jonathan Taylor. It happens every year. Early season MVPs, what do you got there? My MVP for the first quarter of the year, I got Lamar Jackson in Baltimore. I know their record's 2-2, two and two, but yeah. their losses came to in close games to Dolphins and Buffalo, who were both top teams at the time. Mm-hmm. Well, Buffalo still is, and Dolphins still kind of are, I guess. I mean, we haven't seen Teddy Bridgewater quarterback the Dolphins yet, so we don't know what they're going to be like. But in those losses, they only lost by four points, three points. Right. They're really close games. So they could very well be 4-0 as well. A couple of plays go their way, 4-0. Lamar right now he ranks I think twenty first in passing yards. Yep. But like you said earlier, through eleven he throws eleven touchdowns, tied for the league lead. Yeah. Twenty first in passing yards. Yeah. First tied for first with Jared Goff with eleven touchdowns uh thrown. This is also my MVP also uh oh, you I, picked I him too? Yeah, I agree with you. Hundred percent. Uh he's only thrown four interceptions. That's twenty first. He's got a seventy two point four QBR. Uh so that's sixth. That's ranked six, and he's got a sixty-five percent completion completion percentage. He's he's very very. Do, do you know where he ranks in rushing in the NFL right now? Like out of like running backs, yeah, everybody everything? out of running backs, everybody. I do not know, but I know he's ran for over three hundred yards, and he's, he's got he's ranked two ninth overall in the league Woof. in rushing. Woof! He's got two two games of over a hundred yards rushing, right? Yeah, he's got three hundred sixteen total. Yeah, um, I mean he's, he's just only, a beast. He's only been sacked eight times. And he must get rushed a lot, I'm assuming. Oh, yeah. Probably one of the most rushed quarterbacks. Well, 
I don't know if you'd send so many guys after me. Yeah, you might have to play contain on him, I guess, but... You can only hope to contain him. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I mean, this guy, you know, his yards don't look as good as Goff's, but, but wow. I think overall meaning to your team, though, he is... Yeah, he I is way more valuable to his team. I agree. I agree. I think I think for MVP, you got. I think it's him, and then like you said, probably hurts. And then that, Josh, that'd Allen. be my number two too. Would be yeah. hurts. Yeah. I I actually wrote out my first MVP when I was writing out my my notes. Mm-hmm. I had Jalen Hurts as my MVP. Right. My only knock with Jalen Hurts is that I couldn't back him up with stats. Like he doesn't have the stats to, to for MVP numbers necessarily. Mm-hmm. They're just not quite as good as Lamar's. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I see that though. Um, let's go right into start sets then. What do you got for QB? For my QB this week, I'm sticking with Detroit. I'm starting Jared Goff this week. If he was on most waiver wires, pick his ass up if he's still available. Without his top playmakers last week with Amon Saint Brown and uh, I can't remember the other one that was out, he's still a QB one in week four. Swift was out last week. Yeah, Swift was out. Yep. Amon Ross Saint Brown was out. He was still the number one quarterback. Yeah, I did not see that, dude. Remember in my last week, remember I said Jared Goff, but if not, if, yeah. if Amon Ra and Swift don't play, then play Mario. I mean, at this point, who thought he'd be a, even a, a top five fantasy quarterback? <laughs> or even no a top shit. ten, for fuck's sake. No shit. It's crazy. I it, mean, they're fun to watch, dude. And they're going against New England. That New England just isn't New England anymore. They're no, they got Hoyer starting for them. So... The reason I like Goff, too, is that the Detroit defense fucking blows. They give up points to everybody. Goff has to keep slinging it to keep up with exactly. the defense. He has to keep slinging it. To That's keep true. Him. I mean. That's true. Um, yeah. They're fun to watch. I like Yeah, the past them. defense this year, they've just been, you know, yeah, softies. They, they give up the ninth most points to fantasy quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. So if you got Goff or have him available, pick him up off the waiver wire or start his ass this week. For sure. I would agree. What do you got? I'm going Trevor Lawrence this week against Houston. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, you know, he started out hot last week against the Eagles, but, you know, it's the Eagles. They're great defense, and they stuffed him the second half. And uh, I think he he only ended up with, like, 174 yards or 79 yards of passing. Uh, But Houston has given up a little over 1,000 yards to opposing QBs already. Holy shit. In four weeks, yeah. Um, And four touchdowns. Lawrence has, uh, like I said, he had a down game against the Eagles last week, but I think he comes back with a 300-yard, three-touchdown game this week. Those big numbers. Yep, yep. I think he, I think he comes back. I think he's pissed off. I think he, I think he does big things, and I think they beat the shit out of Houston. You just don't like your team, do you? It's not that I don't like him. It's just that I see him for what they are. I mean, they're they're rebuilding, and it's going to take a long time to get back to where they were. You know. Hey, they were at the top of the AFC there South for were. years. Years. When J.J. Watt was in his prime and Deshaun Watson came along, they were they ran the AFC South. Because then we had fucking Hopkins. We had, uh, what the hell is that other running back we had there? Arian, Arian Foster? Arian, yeah. We were good for a little while. We were good. We actually made Maybe a fucking a playoff run, what, two years ago? And got... We were, we were beating the shit out of the Chiefs. Remember that? It was that? like 27 nothing, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. And, then, and then, then they beat us. But still. How the fuck do you lose a 27 nothing lead, dude? Because yeah. I, I couldn't tell you. It's pretty embarrassing. But, you know. How about right, your moving sit? Moving on. Moving on. How about your sit? For my sit this week, I got Geno Smith, Seattle quarterback, going against New Orleans. He had a monster game last week. He threw 320 yards, two scores. He had 49 rushing yards and a score. But it was against the fucking Lions. Yeah. That's the thing I was looking at. I was like, oh, fuck you. Yeah. I can't say him because, you know, he had a good game that I looked like, oh, it was against Detroit. Mm-hmm. 
They're going against the Saints, who went against the Vikes last week, who held Justin Jefferson. You know, well, he did. Justin Jefferson had a game. Yeah. But everybody else was kind of in check for the most part. Right. How about that fucking double doink field goal? 61 Ooh. yards. Man, he hit a 60 yarder right before that. So he hits a 60 yarder and what ties the game up, Lutz, right? Lutz from New Orleans. Yeah. And then, and then I don't know how it transpired exactly, but Joseph. He got a, four, a field goal. But then he missed a field goal, right? They scored, and then oh, the they extra missed, point they missed an extra point. Yeah, yeah that's he, what it was. And then they came back down and had a chance for a 61-yarder yeah, to the Saints tie came it. down, had, needed a 61-yard field goal to tie the game to go into overtime. Yeah. Kicks the ball, looks good. I'm sitting there with my fingers crossed, my eyes closed. Hits the goal post, <laughs> and then hits, hits the crossbar, cross. and bounces out. It's still, I mean, like, if you look at the replay of that, it is... I mean, centimeters from being a good kick. Like, it it's crazy. And, and he had some yards still on that 66 at least. You know what I was thinking, dude? Finally, the fucking ball bounces the Vikings way. <laughs> right? Usually we're all on the other end of that shit. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I got Baker Mayfield this week for my sit. Uh, they're playing San Francisco. Man, San Francisco defense made the Rams look like shit. How many times did they sack? I think the Rams are just fucking terrible. I think they sacked uh, Stafford like six or seven times. I think times. it was seven. Seven on Unreal. Uh, so they've given up only two passing TDs this year, and those were both those were both in the first week in that shitty game against Chicago. Oh, what a Justin's terrible field. fucking yeah. game. So they've only given up around 640 yards passing total this year. And compare that with Houston now. Houston's given up over 1,000. San Fran's given up 640. Yeah, their the defense is like, fucking stingy. That's insane. And they've they have four interceptions and they have fifteen sacks this year. Fifteen sacks in four games. Um Mayfield only has a fifty four point seven completion percentage, uh, with four touchdowns and three interceptions, and he's been sacked eleven times this year, so his line really isn't doing him any favors either. So I just I just don't see Mayfield playing very well against San Fran. I think they're gonna get their yeah. shit kicked in. We're running backs. What do you got for your start there? Uh, with Jonathan Taylor being out, I have Naheem Hines of India. The Colts going take against him, uh, huh? Denver. Yep. I think with uh, the Broncos, he's going to be heavily involved in the passing game. Naheem Hines is their passing running back to begin with in that offense. So now with uh, Jonathan Taylor being out, it's just going to be more volume for Naheem Hines now. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, why not play him, right? He he gets all the he gets a lot of passing work anyways right he does that's yeah. that's his job mostly and Matt Ryan leads the league in quarter or in running back targeting right and if you remember me saying in the beginning remember I said because we were talking about drafting and if Jonathan Taylor is going to go number one and what what I thought about it and I was like there's talk that Naheem Hines is going to be worked in a lot more than people think and it seems, it's it's definitely the case I think it is the case yeah so I think it'll be all right it'll so I think. Right. The, just the volume potential alone this week for Naheem Hines is worth the start. He's definitely an RB2 this week. Yeah, and there's always, Denver always has close games, so, I mean, and they're low scoring, too. Yeah. So, I think your running back is still going to be in there, you know, the whole game. Uh, mine's going to be, I'm going to stick with uh, Jacksonville. James Robinson this week versus Houston. Uh, not only are they giving up a shit ton of pass yards, they're ranked last against the run this He's year. Having a, James Robinson's having a great year this year. Yeah. Uh, he had a down week last week versus the Eagles, but I think he comes back for this one. Um, I see a season high in the pass game this week for him. So I'm looking I'm looking, I'm looking, looking for James Robinson a lot in, in a lot of my picks this, this week. How about your sit? My sit this week, 
I'm assuming a lot of people picked this gentleman up off the waiver wire is Mike Boone of Denver. Mm. The backup to... Uh, well, actually, he'd probably be third on the depth chart, I guess, behind Melvin Gordon. Right. Well, now with Latavius in there, yeah. <laughs> well, I don't think Latavius is going to play. If he does, I think it's going to be very limited because he's not going to know the offense, so they True. might just throw him in there for a few things. But a lot of people are going to overreact with the fumbles of Melvin Gordon. I think he just got a slap on the wrist. I think Melvin Gordon will be the number one back. Mike Boone will get worked in a little just to kind of see what they have. Mm-hmm. But I think I think Melvin Gordon is going to be the workhorse of the Denver Broncos from, from this point until... If Javante he can get the ball handling under control. If, if he can. So that's kind of interesting you have him, because I, I have Melvin Gordon as my sit. You have Melvin Gordon as yep. your sit. Okay. Yep. Um, so you're not trusting any. We're not trusting any Denver running no, backs. No, I'm not, because I don't know what they're going to do. I think Melvin Gordon gets his shit together. I think this Dude, is Mike, his... Mike Boone had three carries for 20 yards. That's pretty fucking good last week. I mean... With that, though, like, with Mike Boone's in there, since, you know, he doesn't get to play, I'm, I'm assuming the defense isn't necessarily keying on him anymore. Like, oh, okay, the third third string running back's in now. Mm-hmm. Okay, we'll focus more on the receivers. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, with Melvin Gordon now being the number one, probably, and Boone number two, or vice versa, whatever... They're going to get keyed on where, you know, maybe they'll stack the box and just fucking stuff him. You know what I mean? Could be. Like, I think the scheme is going to play a lot in this next game. Here's, here's my other thought on this, though. If you look at Javonta Williams' uh, stats this year, he's only got like 239 yards rushing. Mm-hmm. And Gordon's got 139. Gordon has one touchdown, four fumbles, two lost fumbles. Williams doesn't have any touchdowns. So no rushing touchdowns from Williams. So are they? Re- I mean, it, does it matter? Does it matter who's playing in the number one spot? Because is Williams really that good? Fuck not. You put those stats that way. No, it doesn't. Right. It doesn't really look that good. So I don't know. I just the Latavius Murray signing with Denver though is going to be really interesting. I think so too. I think I think he could give a good spark to that team. He's he, a hard runner. He fucking ran good against the Vikings last week with New Orleans. I think he ran better understand. than Ingram. Unless, I mean, like you said earlier, Kamara must be coming back. Mm-hmm. But I don't understand how Latavius Murray got put on the practice squad and signed by somebody else already. You'd right. Think. Yeah, that's crazy. So weird. Uh, how about wide receiver? What do you got for your start? Uh, wide receivers, I have Curtis Samuel, Commanders, going against Tennessee. Uh, he had a down week in week four, mm-hmm. but uh, he's led the Commanders in targets every single week. He didn't have that many last week, but he still led. He had seven targets. He's clearly Carson Wentz's favorite target. Yeah, I would say so. Um, you know, you got McLaurin and what, Doc, Dotson? Yeah, there too. But, yeah, and last week I think we we both had uh, Wentz as our sit, didn't we? I think so, yeah. yeah so. And then the Titans also, they, they give up the fo- the fifth most points to cor- uh, wide receivers. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it might be a feast or famine day, but more like a feast for these boys. Right. Um, I went with Gabe Davis for from Buffalo uh, versus Pitt. Listen, Josh Allen throws the ball a ton, right? We know that. Davis hasn't quite had the best game since week one, but I feel like this is going to be a good one for him with uh, Isaiah McKenzie is in a concussion protocol, and Jamison Crowder has an ankle injury. Well, he's coming so. off injury too, right, Gabe Davis? I think, he was, I think so, yeah. But he still – I mean, he didn't have the greatest week last week, but – I think I think he he has the chance to get a lot of volume, especially with McKenzie and and uh, Jamison Crowder out, um, or looking to be out. Anyways, I mean Stefan Diggs can't get all the goddamn passes, right? <laughs> so well, I mean yeah. he thinks he can. Well, 
How about your sit? My sit. It's going to tie in with your quarterback. DJ Moore. It's not you, bro. It's your fucking quarterback. Mm, yeah. He's had 50 or fewer receiving yards in every single game this season. Mm. And usually you see DJ Moore, you know, he was getting, you know, 80, 90 yards a touchdown. Seemed like every game. Right. But it's just not, he's just not seeing, he's seeing the targets, but are they actually quality balls being thrown at him? So what about Sam Darnold, right? Uh, he's he's eligible to come back this week, right? I think. I'm not sure on that one. Yeah, so that might be kind of interesting to see what they do there. Maybe maybe he gets an uptick in... in... And like you said earlier, too, the San Fran defense is so fucking stingy. Like it's going to be a tough matchup. Yeah, agreed. I don't think Baker's going to have a lot of time to throw the the ball, honestly. <laughs> I went with uh, Deontay Johnson. Pittsburgh. Yep, versus Buffalo. Kenny Pickett starting, like we said. Buffalo is ranked fifth against wide receivers. This is going to be a rough game for Kenny. Do you and, think they uh, wide receiver core? Do you think they pound the ball to Najee Harris to try to get Pickett comfortable out there and like get him some snaps, you know, without pressure? Yeah, in the beginning the they might. I don't know, man. This is just going to be one of those games where I think it's just going to be a rough one for him. Like this is a hard game to throw this guy into. I feel bad for him. Honestly, I really do. Uh, I guess we'll see what happens, but but uh, I I just I think you sit him here, especially against Buffalo. I don't I don't think he gets more than three receptions here for like thirty. Tough yards. outing for them. Yeah, Buffalo I don't think it's gonna be good. Tight ends, what do you got for your start? Uh, my start, I got Dallas Goddard, Philadelphia Eagles tight end, going against the Cardinals. Okay. Uh, he had six targets every game this season. He doesn't get a whole lot of target volume in that offense, but when he does, he makes the most of it. He scored at least nine fantasy points in every single game. And he scored double digits in the last three straight. Interesting. Then with Arizona, their defense against uh, tight ends isn't the greatest. They will allow the third most fantasy points in the league to right. tight ends. So, I mean, Dallas Goddard, if he can, you know, get a little opening. Jalen Hurts gets to him. going to have a big day. Yeah. Okay. Who do you got? I got Logan Thomas versus Tennessee. Uh, you know, you were talking about Curtis Samuel. Thomas had five receptions on six targets last week, even though it was only for 19 yards that really hampered his his production, his output. But he's getting six targets. That's pretty good. That's pretty good for a tight end. Yep. Uh, he's still getting a lot of targets. And, and, and Tennessee has been giving up about 60 yards a game to tight ends right now. So I see a five five reception, 50-yard game from him with, a, with, a, with one touchdown. That'd be a solid top five tight end. I, I could end, definitely I see that with him. Yeah. Um, how about your sit? I got Irv Smith Jr., the Minnesota tight end, going against Chicago. I almost did him, dude. I almost did it, but then I, I picked someone else. But you can go ahead. His targets and yards in the last two straight games have just gone down. Ever since he dropped that fucking big touchdown, mm. I can't remember, was that two games ago, week two? Especially wearing the number 84. Yeah, how the fuck That's do you rough. drop a pass wearing Oof. Randy Moss's number? Oof. You just can't do it. You don't do it. <laughs> and the dude just doesn't score touchdowns. He has zero targets in the red, or in the, uh, in the, End zone. He, end has, zone, zero, yeah. he has zero zero targets. And then plus with Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen. I mean, your yeah. third fourth option with KJ Osborne KJ, there. You're yeah. usually the fourth option. Yeah, I'd have to agree with that. Uh, I went with Will Disley versus New Orleans. Didn't he just have a big game last <clears throat> week? I think. Yep. Uh, so listen, I know he's a top ten tight end right now. He's got three touchdowns. Geno has been slinging it, um, but the Saints give up less than twenty yards a game to tight ends. 20 yards? Less than 20 yards. Oh, shit. It's like between 17 and 19 yards. And uh, zero touchdowns. 
zero touchdowns to tight ends this year. It's going to be a tough game then. Yeah, it's going to be a rough one for him. So, and I mean, they've played people like Pitts, Irv Smith. You know, I mean, like they've seen good tight ends. You know, so. I, I don't put Pitts as a fucking. I don't I'm, either. I almost put Pitts as my bust for our. Um, but was he really expected? I mean, people are like, coming yeah, out I mean, of the, he's going to do good. I never thought he was going to do good. His rookie year, remember coming, like his rookie year before he even played in the NFL down there, like, oh, you got to draft Pitts in the first, second round. I was big to. on Pitts last year. I was, but this year I was like, Mm-mm. nope, there's no fucking I th- way. I think we have enough sample size now to know what he is and yep. what he isn't, and he is not a top tight end. I agree. I mean, I, I wish the kid was. I mean, I- He has the ability. He's a freak of nature. He's like Njoku. Like, he's an athletic freak. Well, speaking of Njoku, I mean, he's actually kind of showing it a little, be- little bit again now. Yeah. And I hope he keeps it going because for some reason I just like the guy, the way he plays yeah, and shit. Yeah, that's true. Bull predictions, what do you got for that? Bull predictions. Well, last week... I predicted Justin Jefferson is going to have 150 yards, two touchdowns against New Orleans and London. Mm-hmm. Well, guess what? Joe Marsley, motherfucker, <laughs> had 147 yards and one touchdown. Close enough. Close enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he had a good game. So yeah. this week I have Cooper Cup. He's going to less. He's going to have less than 15 fantasy points against the Cowboys defense. Less than 15 fantasy points against the Cowboys defense. Yes, Cooper Cup. Yes. The guy who just broke his own record, personal record for receptions yep. last week. Ain't going to do shit against Cowboys. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Cowboys defense has the highest pressure rate in the NFL right now. I think it's like 37% to get to the quarterback or pressure him. Yeah. No receiver has more than six catches against the Cowboys so far this year. Really? Trevon Diggs is going to be in his shadow the whole fucking game. Well, that's interesting. I usually shit on the Cowboys. I kind of got to get on the bandwagon. I'm not sold on Cooper Rush yet. Yeah. But if he's, you know, keeps us up, I hate to fucking say it, but the Cowboys might be legit. Yeah, and they have, a, they have an easy-ass schedule. They have an easy-ass schedule. They'll get they'll get embarrassed in the playoffs, but they could make it there just because their schedule is ridiculously easy. Um, my bull predictions, Giants will beat the Packers in London. I could see that. Giants are 3-1. and one. <laughs> Let's go, right? <laughs> Let's go. Uh, I think they're going to beat them. I just have a weird feeling. Well, not only do I hate the Packers, but... I want to see the Saquon do good, but Daniel Jones, he's a fucking terrible quarterback. Yeah, he's not that great. No, he's terrible. Yeah. Like, he's not even that great. He's fucking <laughs> terrible. Yeah, I don't know. Like, their defense is just really good. I think they're ranked, like, fifth right now in the, in the NFL, so uh, that, that's interesting. And my other one is James Robinson. I think he has over 150 total yards this week. Okay. Against Houston. So, with, with, with receptions and... Passing and, and rushing work, I think he has over 150. Even with Etienne there, Etienne only had like eight carries last week, so I'm not too worried about him. Prize picks, how'd you do? Last week's prize picks, I had Justin Fields over under 159 and a half yards passing. Mm-hmm. Dickhead had 174 <laughs> yards, and he didn't get those. He was under what I picked. He was under the 159 yards till like the last minute of the game, <laughs> and he threw some fucking garbage passes. <laughs> And got to 174. I was going to win like 100 bucks on that bet. Yeah. Yeah, and most of his yards came on one huge chunk play in the first yard, or in the first half. He had like a 50-yard pass, finally. <laughs> yeah. So you're, you're one for four I'm this year. I'm one for four this year on my prize picks. <laughs> Jacoby Brissett, I had him at 208 and a half, you know, passing yards. He had 234. But goddamn Justin Fields. Son yeah, of a bitch. he really screwed you. So this um, week... Yeah, what do you got for this week? This week I have Naheem Hines, 27 okay. and a half receiving yards. Ooh. Over under. You take that receiving yards? I went over. 
You went over that? He's going to have over that this week. Fuck, dude. I don't know. Against Denver? Yes. So I got Naheem Himes over 27.5 receiving yards, and then I have Melvin Gordon mm-hmm. over 12.5 receiving yards for the game. Over on both. Screwed. I got screwed on receiving yards last week for running backs uh, with, um, God damn it, what's Jeff Jeff Wilson? Yeah. I yep. just got screwed with him and another one. I forget who it was. They both had zero, dude. Zero. And they're like, <laughs> they were like averaging like three, three receptions a game. Zero. I was at least fucking close. Yeah. Uh, what else do you got? There's only two ones I did. Just oh, you did a two-one. Okay, yeah, okay. So I'm fifty percent this year. Two for four. I got I got worked this week though, <laughs> or this last week. I took Njoku. He hit actually with. I took him over thirty-four and a half yards. He had sixty-four, um, but then I missed with Sanders. I took the under with fifty-four and a half yards rushing, and he had a hundred and nine. <laughs> I think with Sanders now, you you kind of have to yeah. project he's going to get like. Not top tier running back numbers, but like close to it. I'd say like seventy yards. I thought the but the Jacksonville at the time was only giving up like forty yards a game. So I was like, fuck, there's no way. Yeah. Like, there's no way. But that offense for Philadelphia, I mean, is right. No slouch. And so. they made Jacksonville look dumb there yeah. in the second half. But and then Mariota missed. Uh I took over two hundred and ten and a half. He only had hundred and thirty nine yards passing last week. <laughs> that's that's rough. This week though, I took James Robinson. Uh, over under 59 and a half yards. I took the over on that one. Uh, Damian Pierce over under 60.5 yards. I took the under on that one this under week. On that. Yep. Yep. Okay. Jackson. I'm still gonna, I'm still gonna just say that was a fluke against it because it was the Eagles. I'm still, I'm gonna put that game out of it and say they're still not allowing over 40 <laughs> rushing yards per game. So I'm taking Damian Pierce under 60.5 and I'm gonna go with Trevor Lawrence over under 240. 240.5 yards. I'm taking the over on that one. Wow. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Expecting a really big game out of Trevor's Yeah. Game, yeah, I think so. So I think that's going to do it for this week. That's all I got. Yeah. Yeah. Stay classy and tune in next week.